Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Well, 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 it's about time. Gee, where have we been? Vacation! (laughs) Yay! So glad that's over. Oh, man, I was getting tired of just wandering aimlessly. I was getting tired of not having a plan. Yeah, I was getting pretty tired of not having to get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Where'd you go? I was in Denver, Colorado for a spell. You mean the Mile High City, Bryce? I was there. Uh, I was I went to a concert there. They have a famous music venue just outside of Denver called the Red Rocks Amphitheater. I've been there. And uh, I saw my first concert there. It's been a bucket list music venue for me for a while. And I've been waiting. I didn't even care so much about the band. I was just waiting oh, for- Oh, but it was a good show. I was waiting for a band I liked. Yeah. But uh, so this one happened to be Nine Inch Nails. So it was a great show at that venue. It was awesome. Uh, spent a few days in Denver. Yeah. And- uh, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> don't need to go back to Denver? I don't think so. Well, I'd, I'd go back for another show at Red Rocks, but yeah. I don't think I would go just, you know, to weekend in Denver. You know, it's weird because you bring up Red Rocks and I said, oh, I've been there before, but I was in Denver and then I went to Boulder for something. And it was like, this was, I'm sure it's not like this anymore, but we just pulled up at Red Rocks and walked in. Yeah, like, you, you can walk in during the day. And- I wandered around on the stage and it was, I thought, how come there's no, how come there's no security? I think people like run the stairs there because there's a lot of stairs to walk up and down. And yeah, you can totally wander all over the stage. I went there, I was there a year ago. I was driving through Denver and we stopped in to look and there was a concert that night. So it was blocked Mm -hmm. off. So I couldn't go into the, the venue part. Uh, so this was the first time I actually got to go in and see it. Yeah. And it was pretty neat. Cool. There was even like, you, you overlooked Denver. There was a lightning storm going on during the show. It didn't hit where we were, but you could just see all the lightning in the background. Was it during one of Nine Inch Nails' angry songs? Oh, wait, they're all angry. <laughs> that man knows how to brood. Yeah, it would be weird if he had one super happy, upbeat song, and then that was what was going on in the background. But It would be very off-putting if Trent Reznor sang something like if he Smiley. banged out a uh, cover version of Don't Worry, Be Happy. Well, that's where a few years ago when he did the musical score for a Pixar movie, everyone oh, right. was like, what? But it actually worked quite, he won an Oscar for it. So he sure did. It went pretty well. Uh, do you care where I went or we just- Pass. Pass, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had a pretty good trip too. I had a great trip. I First of all, I went camping for a few days down in Banff, Alberta. Beautiful. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. I have. It's I've, picturesque. Everyone's getting murdered there now. Yes. Where they had like no murders forever, and now they've had two in the last No month murders or so? in 30 years, and two on the same block within a month of each other. That's so crazy. And one of my gifted children, she lives and works in Banff, so it, it's, it's unsettling because both times those murders went, she works in a... She works in a bar there. 
and she works kind of just half a block down from where those murders occurred. So it's kind of weird when she phones you at two o'clock in the morning. He's like, there was a murder. Like, what do you say to your kid? He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's weird. It's so weird. Uh, so I spent a few days down there and then I came back here and then my beautiful bride and I jetted off to San Francisco. Mm-mm. Just eating rice aroni and drinking wine. Yep. The San Francisco treat. Um, yeah, drinking wine. I tried to become a wine guy one night when I was there. Why not? Of all places, may as well dive in. Okay, how come nobody told me wine's not bubbly? It's like, <laughs> I paid. So first of all, I'm in this restaurant, and I announced to my wife across the table, I was like, I'm going to get a glass of wine. And she's like, what? What are you doing? So I just said, can you just point me in the right direction? Because she likes wine. And she said, you won't like red and you won't like white. Why don't you get the one in the middle, which is? Rosé. Rosé. So she's just, just pick one of these. So I did. And it showed up on, it was $17 for, and how come they don't fill your glass up? Huh? What the hell? I'm not a wine guy either, but I, the few times I've had to pour wine, I don't know when to stop. Yeah. You like don't I go to the brim. Apparently. I fill it right to the brim. And maybe that's why I have so much company. Maybe that's why people always come over. But no. So then I, I'm like, I cheers my wife and I take a sip and I did the, oh, what the Because I thought it was supposed to be bubbly. Like I, I thought it tasted like I got flat watered down grape pop. That expired four or five years ago. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. So she had to finish mine. Man, that so is... that was that was my venture into becoming a wine guy. I think I'm over it now, though. Lasted one sip. But I want to tell you about. You would love this hotel I stayed in. Did I tell you about this? Go did on. I? Yeah, I think you did. I stayed in a hotel called. Well, I'll say the name of it because it's really cool, and you should. And I got nothing out of this, but it's called Citizen M, and they have locations New York. Paris, like they have a few locations. And I stayed at the Citizen M Union Square in San Francisco. And it's this really hip, trendy boutique. They don't call the lobby the lobby. They call it the living room because it's set up like a living room. It's awesome. But this is the kind of place that you go to with your sweetie if you have, I'd say, three plus years of experience as a couple. Because the room... That we were in, uh, like the one end of it was all glass, and you're looking at downtown San Francisco, but that's where the bed is. So the room is like seven feet wide by about 12 feet long. So it's really little. And the bathroom is a glass cubicle kind of in the middle of the room. It's like opaque glass. So, so you can see mm. shadows, you can see movement in there. But the one thing about it is uh, they need to work on the acoustics oh, <laughs> of no. the bathroom because... Everything echoes? Oh, my God. You're... you're how do I put this delicately? Like you're, you're downloading, you're, you're getting rid of some groceries. <laughs> and the only thing <laughs> separating you from your lover is... Like, I don't know, a few millimeters of frosted glass. <laughs> and there's there's no way. Uh, so don't go there if you're fresh in a relationship or you will be taking care of business in the lobby bathroom the whole time. And that'll be weird when you get up at 530 in the morning and it's time to go. And you're like, I just have to run down to the lobby. 
Yeah, you can only you can't get away with the trick of turning up the volume on the TV, and you can only cough because <laughs> everybody knows what you're doing. And so, anyway, if you've got if you're past the point in your relationship and you no longer care about the sounds your body makes when you're doing certain things, that's a fine hotel. But if you're new at relationships, uh, in a new relationship. You might want to stay in a more traditional hotel. Yeah, invest in a thick door. Uh huh. The hotel I stayed at in Denver is actually pretty cool too. Uh, it was an old schoolhouse. Oh, right downtown that they've now transformed into a hotel. It's only been open for a few months, so it's the cleanest hotel I've ever been in. But you walk through it, and it has this cool mid-century kind of uh, design to it. Oh yeah. And uh, the rooms all have like, you know, the t- they're half windows like a classroom. Oh, so you get like half, like half the wall is window. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so we had a corner room, and so we had two walls that were all oh, nice. windows, but they had nice black. It was just, it was really cool how they transformed the school. Yeah. And there were parts of it, like the stairwells, to get up. It was only four stories high, and the stairwells, it looked exactly like a school. Oh. So there are still things you can tell. They've done enough changes that, like, you can't see the gym or anything like that. But the bar inside of it's called the teacher's lounge, and oh, nice. It was pretty cool. So it's the kind of place a teacher really wants to go spend their time on summer vacation. You know <laughs> yeah. what would be great? We spend our whole year in a school. Let's go on summer vacation in a school. It's so cute. Oh. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Did you see my pictures that I posted on my Facebook of my trip? And my oh, yes, I did. I saw because you stalked Neil Young's boat. Yeah, I did. I, uh, I love Neil Young. He's probably my number one all-time favorite musician in the world. Seems to be doing all right for himself. And uh, I caught wind of where he keeps his yacht. And by yacht, I mean it's like a hundred-year-old schooner. It's got sails on it and everything. But this is the yacht. He bought this thing when he was like, I don't know, 25 years old. And he sailed it all over the place. And he had no experience in sailing. But the the yacht is still, and it's unclear as to whether he still owns it or not. Some people say, oh, yeah, he still owns that. Others are like, no, he sold it years ago. I know he got married on it a few years ago when he married Daryl Hannah. So I think he does still own it. But somebody told me, you know where it's docked? So we went there and rented a boat, which was super inconspicuous. <laughs> and ah, see, now that I'm telling this story, I, find like, I sound like a class A creeper. But we rode around this marina until we found Neil Young's yacht. And uh, I tried to be discreet taking pictures of it, but I don't know if I was real discreet. I didn't see anyone on it, though, but we got pictures of it. It's uh, it's creepy, but not a bad creepy. No? It could be a lot worse. Like, if he was on there, I would have steered clear. Like, I would have gone, hey, Neil, it's me, Garney from Canada. Remember Canada? I like your music. Your songs are good. <laughs> Remember when you wrote that song, Heart of Gold? Jeez, that looked like a big boat. He bought that when he was 25? He had a lot of money. Jeez. He was doing okay. Yeah. And then he sort of sailed it around a lot to kind of get his personal life together. And he owned it for decades. So it's called the W.N. Raglan, if you want to look it up. Man, oh man. I was struggling to pay for haircuts at 25, let alone owning giant boats. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. Do you find at work... 
price that people just constantly heat praise upon you? Oh, yes. If it's one thing I get too much of, it's praise. Yeah, me too. I find <laughs> the same thing. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The standing ovations thing. I keep seeing that story about Brandon Fraser. Yeah. Six-minute standing ovation. Everyone is obsessed with Brandon Fraser right now and his kind of return to Hollywood. And- yeah. And yeah, he's in some movie that filmed at the Venice Film Festival, I believe. It's the called, Whale. It's called The Whale. And apparently it's excellent and he's amazing in it. And he received a six-minute standing ovation the other day and to the internet's delight. What do you do if you're Brendan Fraser for those six minutes? Like you can only... That's all I could think of. I just... What? And I don't know. I haven't watched the video yet. But you know how uh, Hollywood stars, they, they have that... It's like they make praying hands and then they bow to people. Like they bow like this. Yeah. They bow. Like, I'm sure he was thrilled to be there and get that kind of reaction, get the ovation. But after about 30 seconds, you're like, okay, what do I do here? Yeah. I just keep standing still. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. How much bowing can I do? Oh, what is that? What is that called? Can somebody text it? 10029. What is the name of that? I know it has a name. And that doesn't feel right for guys that look like you and me. I don't feel like we should be doing that. And as a guy like you and me, how do you adopt that as your thank you? Are you driving to work one day and you're like, I'm going to start bowing to say thank you for business or for your appreciation. Especially when they go the full like 90 degrees, like they bend over. (laughs) There's just certain moves that I will never be able to incorporate into my life because they just look weird. I will never be able to do the praying hands bow. And I remember, I think back to high school sports, and I maybe tried it once or twice, and it was just, ah, this doesn't work for me, is the uh, the butt slap when you're playing sports, mm. you know? I just could never pull that off. Yeah, all it takes is uh, missing a little to the left, and mm. all of a sudden you're yeah. a little deeper than anticipated. Yeah. But, yeah, he got a six-minute one. Then I saw Colin Farrell has a movie at that festival. He got a 13-minute standing ovation. 13? What do you do for 13 minutes during a standing ovation? What if you got to pee? And, like, he's just, like, he's just waiting for it to end so he can go to the bathroom. And the person who decides, okay, it's time to break this ovation up, and they're the first person to sit down, suddenly they're a monster for ending the 13-minute standing ovation? Did your hands hurt after clapping for 13 straight minutes? They sure would. Like, I, I'm sure they're fine movies, and if I were there, I would have enjoyed them, but yeah. I don't know if I want to clap for 13 minutes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I've always said this. I can ask for anyone in this audience with any experience in anything, and somebody go, oh, yeah, I've experienced that but not a single person has experienced a standing ovation. Like, we're not talking about you did a presentation at work and got, you know, a few claps when you were finished. Yeah. This is like a standing up out of your chair, applauding for an extended period. Where you just start to feel uncomfortable because it's gone on for far too long. And it's also uncomfortable for the people standing there clapping, too. Eventually it hurts your palms. That's why you have ovation gloves. Has nobody told you about ovation gloves, new from Garden Co.? Are those the ones that go up to your elbow? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, somebody said, I've never had a standing ovation, but I imagine it would be uncomfortable, like someone singing to you. Yes. Those romantic scenes in movies where one person is sitting across from the other, singing a sweet song to the other, that makes me uncomfortable. What do you do? Sit there and smile for three to four minutes? Dean the Machine. Yeah, you know what? When I'm in a restaurant and I see a mariachi band 
or I see a guy with an accordion or a guy with a violin, I am never on such high alert in my life. I'm aware of every move that guy's making. I'm watching. I might be, I'm sure, I'm eating my pasta, but I'm staring. I'm watching out the corner of my eyes like, oh, my God, he's getting too close. And that's when I go to the bathroom for a very long time. <laughs> you think having happy birthday sung to oh. you is bad. That's like, what, a 30-second song at most? But when there's a guy standing at your table with a violin or an accordion playing you some lovely romantic song, it's like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. When, especially when, especially if you're there with your mom. When you're there on the fourth minute in, you're like, oh my God. How long is he doing Stairway to Heaven? Like, what? think of that. The Colin Farrell getting a 13-minute standing ovation at a movie festival. Oh, it's too long. 12 and a half minutes too long. Am I in the minority here, though? Like, what is the percentage of people that would enjoy being serenaded in a restaurant? Like, am I a monster? Am I the guy who just doesn't understand romance? Because I would hate every second of it. I've stopped going to Greek restaurants, and I love Greek food, but I don't want to dance with the scarf around my neck. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's why I don't like sitting in front rows of comedy clubs. Oh, my God. Or magician acts. No, you never want to sit there. No, no don't pull me into this mess. Uh, somebody just texted. Well, you got to tell the story. All it says is, I've had a standing ovation. What's the rest of the story? Because we can all claim that we had a standing ovation. Someone said, I had a standing ovation at a funeral after giving the eulogy. It's a weird place for a standing ovation, because one of the people at the funeral can't stand up. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. And what do you do after even 10 seconds? Like 10 seconds, you're standing, you're bowing to the crowd, you're mouthing, Thank you. Yeah, you got 10 to 15 seconds of relief, and you're like, oh my God, they like the movie. This is so nice. Now everybody sit down, but nobody sits down. But now for another five and a half plus minutes, you're standing there just like, whew. Oh, this one. Uh, in grade three, I got a standing ovation. It was the playground during recess in the middle of winter. The class bully was doing what bullies do. I stopped and pushed him. He fell. He hit his head, unfortunately. All of the kids gathered round and started cheering that someone had finally stood up to him, hoisted me onto their shoulders. Mmm, okay. You just got 2,500 points for the Ooh. shoulder hoist. It was a very cool experience. Unfortunately, it became very uncomfortable quickly as after recess ended, I was brought to the principal's office and back in those days, they still gave the strap. Ooh, the strap. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's, that's what right. I always say. Well, that's what you do always say, and you have that tattooed on your neck, I see. Someone uh, texted in earlier, and they said the long-standing ovation is probably like when someone tries to serenade you with a song, oh. and after a few seconds, you're like, oh, boy, how long is this going to go for? <laughs> oh, someone, the, the serenading in a restaurant or whatever, no, that's uncomfortable. Someone texted and said, I went to a wedding of a coworker, and her husband serenaded her during the ceremony. It was absolutely awful. I was very uncomfortable and could, could have almost died. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel the same way. I don't know what I would do. And to all those people that are texting and saying, mm, what's wrong with you? Nothing. You just, you need to understand that there is a breed of cat out there that does not want any attention paid to them ever. And I am one of those people. And so are you, I think. Yes, I am. Being... The happy birthday we've talked about in a yeah. restaurant is my nightmare. And if it went on, like, happy birthday is 30 seconds. If it went on for four minutes, 
It's too long. Uh, somebody said, I hate those theater shows where the actors come into the audience. Ooh, it's so uncomfortable. I paid for my ticket, so please stay on the stage. <laughs> yeah, leave me out. I'm here to see you. I do not enjoy crowd work. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Has any one of us ever received a standing ovation? And by us, I mean people who kind of live and operate in the real world. This uh, this is from Jill. It says, I was given a standing ovation when I won an award at work for raising a lot of money for a charity on behalf of a past co-worker. It was super emotional and uncomfortable, and I totally cried, but maybe more because it was so unexpected. But the worst part of it was that immediately following the award ceremony, I had a job interview. And because I know you'll ask, I did not get the job. Aw, Jill. Was it because your eyes were red and puffy? Hmm? Thank you for that. Uh, Oh, this one too. I need more details on this. I always find these stories fascinating. I was receiving an award for bravery from the Royal Canadian Humane Association at police headquarters downtown. I received the ovation with others that also received awards that day. What was your award for? If you're still out there, please, I need more details on this story. Uh, And this one, standing ovation. I was very surprised. As a hockey coach, I've written tons of motivational speeches. For some reason, I gave one about why we say, who are we? Answer, pirates. Really? At the end of the speech, the team stood up and gave me a standing ovation. It felt great, and we played amazing that game. Never forgot that moment. Okay, that's a good one. So real people do get standing O's. It's the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Accidentally creepy is one of my favorite things we've done on this show. It's like, you're not a creep, but sometimes you're just accidentally creepy. You didn't mean to be a creep. Uh, Like this person said, I was just accidentally creepy. Turns out a new hire for our company lives around the corner from my house. I just followed him turn for turn all the way to the shop and around to the back entrance. We hadn't met yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's accidentally creepy. That right there qualifies as... Accidentally creepy. Face it, one day you're accidentally going to be a creep. Yeah, you're driving to your first day of work. You're all excited, a little bit nervous. Yeah. And this one car keeps following you. Now they're getting out in the same parking lot and following you inside. In an industrial area, there's nobody around. The, uh, this was... This just happened to me on my vacation, and I wasn't the creep. Somebody else was accidentally creepy, but I was in a uh, I was in a bathroom stall in an airport, and the guy in the next stall said, "Hey, can you tell me what time it is?" And it's it's an innocent enough question, but there's something just slightly creepy about someone making contact with you while you're you know, taking care of business. Yeah. Whether it's that weird, you just make eye contact through the little slit in the, uh, the stall <laughs> the door. door, or the guy in the next stall starts talking to you. Not a big fan of that. I used to, don't talk to me. It's weird. And I'm a friendly person. And it's odd, because it feels like everything we own now has a clock on I, it. I, that was my exact thought. How could you be in an airport, airport and not know what time it is? Of all places. There are clocks everywhere, and you've got your phone with you. You're traveling. 
I was in the airport in Calgary and saw something. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was odd. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who was sleeping waiting for his flight, but he was sleeping laying down with his arms straight down by his sides. Like and a his, board. And his, yeah, like he was in a coffin. It'd be weirder, though, if he was laying straight and he had his hands crossed <laughs> on his chest, wouldn't it? <laughs> for some reason, them being straight down his side and his legs straight, and he was just out cold. Oh, man. I was like, is he dead? Sometimes, like in the afternoon, like my little afternoon nap, I always go lay on the bed. I don't crawl into bed. I just sort of lay on top the bed. But I'll lay bored straight, but I will cross my hands on my chest like this. And I think that's probably fairly creepy. Like if my beautiful wife walked in, she'd be, oh, he's dead. <laughs> that's probably exactly it's, it's, how she would say it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's the uh, little segment that we call... Accidentally Creepy. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.